Welcome to the Keeping the River podcast, a series that traces the Catawba River, powered by Ortho Carolina and presented by Queen City Nerve. I am your host, Dr. Keith Cradle, the founder of Camping with Cradle. And of course, this is a three-episode podcast, and this is actually episode three. Our first episode, we covered a brief 10,000-year history of settlement along the Catawba River. That's right, 10,000 years. And in our second episode, we had Brandon Jones on to discuss the impact of the Catawba River Foundation and his passion for working to maintain the water source. So as we get ready to wrap up this amazing podcast series, episode three is going to focus heavily on recreation and what you can do out there in the great outdoors, getting more familiar with it, and particularly for people who are listening for the first time or haven't even thought about getting out there, we hope that this is a guide for that. And I've got two amazing people that are going to talk about their experience. Amazing is the word I'm using. I I mean, (laughs) stupendous, tremendous. Um, So if you go ahead and introduce yourselves, I'm going to start on my left and tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, I thank you so much for having me. I'm Vanessa Covington, the program director with Catawba Riverkeeper. And uh, we are uh, a nonprofit organization dedicated to, you know, educate, engage, and protect the Catawba Watery Basin. Okay. And Adam? Yeah, my name is Adam Bratton. Um, thanks again for having me as well. Um, I've been working with Catawba Riverkeeper um, for a couple years now um, and have also worked with Vanessa for probably close to maybe a decade in a couple of different various roles. So um, I also own and operate uh, a company called Human Powered Movement, and we are uh, the mission is to literally just get people up, out, and moving. So our mission is to uh, facilitate greater human-powered experiences in all of us. So that can be Anything up and down the uh, up and down the road or up and down the river of human movement. So that's perfect for what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so for, for some context, tell everyone um, what was your first interaction, you know, with the Catawba River um, and being in that area. What was your first impression, your first interaction, and when was that? Yeah, my first interaction was probably in t- 2006. Um, I was interested in kayaking, specifically Mm. whitewater kayaking. I'm from Chicago, and uh, while there is a lovely lake there to kayak, I had never done that activity, and so I wanted to test the waters. And so I actually went to the U.S. National Whitewater Center um, to have a a go at it. Okay. Yeah. How'd that go? How'd that go at it go? Yeah, well, uh, it was interesting. So, you know, the Whitewater Center is right next to the Catawba River, and I did not know that when I got there. Um, So my first experience was that the the human-made river that they formed and um, had a go at trying whitewater kayaking, and it was a lot harder than I thought. But then, (laughs) same day, thought I'd try some flatwater kayaking, Mm -hmm. and that was my first experience with the Catawba River, um, which was pretty amazing. It was very accessible and easy and um, really enjoyable. It's amazing, you know, 20 minutes out, out of Charlotte, that you can really feel like you are, you know, outside and immersed in nature. Nice. Yeah. Adam? So, ironically, my first experience with the Catawba River was at Whitewater, too. So I worked there, um, started working there in 2011 to 2019, and I was overseeing all the events and all that, um, all the events and races and festivals and all that stuff there. And so one of the events was the, uh, was a triathlon. And so we had a, the swim portion was in the Catawba River. Uh, running and, and biking were obviously on the trail system. So I took over events, I think it was in April or May of that year, and we had a triathlon in July. 
that meant it was a USA triathlon sanction event. So it was like all these special permits and all this stuff. And uh, that meant we needed to, to whip that thing together pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So I got a thrown into the fire pretty quickly. And, uh, and, and that was my first experience with, uh, with the Catawba River, probably in a little bit of a different way than most people, what it was an open water swim, coordinating an event that included an open water swim, I guess. And before we came on, we were kind of having some brief conversation, and particularly around context, and, and the fact that many people may or may not know, you know, where the Catawba starts, where it stops. Um, and so you want, fill us in a little bit about, you know, the length, breadth, and scope of the river itself. Yeah, so it, it's, it's pretty expansive. It's actually pretty impressive once you kind of scope out, right? I mean, obviously, the, the Charlotte urban sprawl is, is really kind of uh, what most people know as the Catawba River. But the river itself is over 250 miles. Um, goes Basically, it starts, all the headwaters are up kind of um, uh, just near Old Fort. So Catawba Falls is kind of the headwaters of the Catawba River flows all the way down through Lake James. I think there's 11 or so lakes. Mm-hmm. And then technically, the Catawba River uh, changes its name at um, into the Watery River right by, it's Lugoff or Lugoff, yeah, South Carolina. So uh, the final 75 miles of the river is under the name of the Watery River. And, and that's just a really remote section down in South Carolina. Um, I've been fortunate enough to paddle that entire section over a, a three-day span. It was a 75-mile um, uh, three-day kayak trip that was really fun, and it's it is what you'd expect. There's alligators. There's really? there's nothing else out there. You are in this massively um, rural sprawl with very little development down there, and so certainly an eye-opening experience. Personally, I had no idea that that was part of the you know the Catawba River, right? Uh, and it ends really when when that watery river again. It's the extension of the Catawba River when it confluences with the um, Congaree River, mm-hmm. which is right at the Congaree National Park, and the confluence or the joining of those two rivers forms the Santee River, gotcha. um, which is what goes down to uh, the Atlantic Ocean, kind of down by Charleston. So um, pretty impressive when you like, land all the way from the mountains of North Carolina to the, the, the rural sprawl of swampland South Carolina and everything in between. So it's kind of wild. I didn't realize that. When I was planning a, a little swim outside the Whitewater Center, I thought, you know, Catawba, it's just a river. I didn't understand the, the, the diversity of it from a geographic standpoint and, and otherwise. Vanessa, you want to add to that? I didn't know, one, that the Charlotte region got their water from the Catawba River, mm-hmm. one, and two, how expansive it was. I mean, most places I personally haven't even you know, have, have visited um, most of my experiences in this greater Charlotte region on the Catawba River and the South Fork R- River, which is actually the largest tributary of the Catawba River um, that flows from um, South Mountain State Park mm-hmm. uh, into the Catawba River at Belmont in Lake Wiley. And so uh, the South Fork River is actually my favorite section of the water of the sections that I've experienced. Okay. So, yeah. And so how do, you know, again, you know, you all have experience, you know, with the river itself. How can other people find out and get involved in some of those activities? 
Yeah, I'd say, well, um, as the Catawba Riverkeeper, we are a nonprofit. We have um, this arm that actually allows people to enjoy the water uh, through the various activities and programs that we offer. Um, so we uh, rent kayaks to folks to enjoy sections of the South Fork River and the Catawba River. Um, we also host guided programs um, and offer um, kayaking lessons, so flat water kayaking as well as whitewater kayaking. There are um, a number of different resources that you can utilize to locate access points um, and also outfitters. One of them being a, a great um, local site would be the Carolina Thread Trail map. While it is a, a trail network, that network includes sections of river called blueways. Um, and so there are, um, there are two sections of river on the Catabra and the South Fork that are on that map. So it's an easy way to find locations. It'll you know, give you addresses, directions, any kind of you know, uh, specific information about that area. So you can plan out your, your trip. Um, there's also a number of outfitters that are listed under each of those um, Blue Way trail maps within their website. Um, and you know, within that site and kind of the, the broader kind of the north of the greater Charlotte area and you know, further down in South Carolina, most of the launches are um, managed by Duke Energy. Mm -hmm. So the Duke Energy website under the Lakes webpage um, is a great resource to find additional information on access points. Yeah, there's actually, I mean, there's a ton of options out there, right? As we know, I think Whitewater Center probably gets most of the attention or notoriety for all the amazing things they have going on there and just ease of access. And But, you know, literally right across the river is... Uh, Tail Race Marina. Mm -hmm. They rent out kayaks just down the, just downstream of that. Also in Belmont um, is Riverside Marina, and they do kayak rentals there. Um, obviously, you know, at the Riverkeeper, we're trying to expand those offerings. Right there's a there's a market for that. Um, clearly, we've seen that people are looking for ways to get out and get active mm -hmm. on the water in ways that are, you know, maybe not on their own. They may need a little help to kind of say, hey, yeah, but where do I start or I don't know how to put the, the PFD on or hold the paddle or whatever. So, yeah, so, so speaking of that, so, you know, yeah. we're quite sure mo most folk haven't kayaked. And, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot about kayaking and different types I'm hearing, too. Like uh, you said flat, was it flat water? Flat water. And then white water. White water. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, right. So these are concepts that are probably foreign to us. So kind of break that down, I guess, with the two types of kayaking. So I, I'm not a whitewater kayaker. I get, it's always funny. I worked at Whitewater for, for nine years, and I didn't gotten a boat, a whitewater boat twice. Uh, I, I like to stick to more of the flat water stuff myself. Okay. But... But it all depends on what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, like I think that that's the idea, right? Like finding a resource that can kind of help you along the way. Like I don't – people don't feel like they have to figure it out on their own, right? I, we, we all – everybody goes to YouTube to figure some stuff out, and that's an option, you, I guess. I don't know if you want to YouTube kayaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and again, I think that's what we're trying to do at Riverkeeper is say, hey, cool, let us help you with this, right? We, we offer intro to the kayak clinic. Say, hey, here's how you hold the paddle and make sure you're holding it the right way. Um, here's how you – wear your PFD properly, where if, if, you know, if you, if you do happen to fall over in the water, yeah, you, your PFD is not floating off and down river and you're still sitting there. So there's a lot of different things that other resources that are out there too. And, and that's not exclusive to a whitewater or to a river keeper, right? There's a lot of, of options out there where those outfitters can help literally outfit you, mm -hmm. meaning put, make sure you get your PFD on properly, holding the kayak. Um, so there's a lot of different options out there. I think it's just a matter of finding what's going to be most, I guess, easy for you and, and what your level is mm -hmm. um, and, and go from there. So, yeah, so flat water kayaking is what you'd expect. It's flat water. Okay. Um, so that is on a, 
you know, more of the natural rivers that we'll see around the major Charlotte area okay. with the Catawba River. Okay. So um, on the South Fork River, there are a couple what, what are called shoals or like, you know, little rocky sections, um, not quite a, like a class one, all the way up to a class five. So in whitewater kayaking, you have different, um, I guess, levels of intensity. Mm -hmm. And so those are rated by, you know, class level, right? So class one is the easiest up to, you know, all the way up through class five and, and, and all that. And so, you know, what the white, the man-made Whitewater River at the um, Whitewater Center, they have um, class two to class four rapids. Okay. Um, they actually even have like a, um, an instruction channel where I think there's some class one stuff. So kind of some entry level stuff. Mm -hmm. So again, what you'd see on a flatwater river is a bit more, you know, just, just almost like a lake. Just calm. Right? Yeah, slow flowing, yeah. Um, you know, lakes, it's a little bit less of a current. Um, in the Catawba, um, you get a little more current. <laughs> a lot of that, as Vanessa said, is dictated by Duke Energy, okay. right, with their uh, release schedule, meaning when they release water out of the dams. Obviously, when they're doing that, there's a little bit more of a flow, uh, but it's still all considered flat water. So most of the sections in the Catawba River are really what's considered flat water, okay. and that's kind of a slower, um, slower flowing river with with, you know, no rapids or, or big, you know, big kind of obstructions to get in your way. You could, they can still, that can still happen. It's a natural river, but there's very, very seldom. Okay. Yeah, and most of the outfitters in the area um, are located in places where you will get on flat water and, and, and be able to experience, you know, all flat water um, uh, type of water. So yeah, in addition to some of the outfitters and like the Whitewater Center, the Riverkeeper, um, and some of the marinas, you can also look up you know local parks in the area. So there are you know local municipal parks, state parks, and national parks, and some of them offer kayak rentals. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very you know uh, nominal to, to to rent a kayak, and, and a lot of those um, services will will come with you know instruction as right. well. So. Yeah. And, and and so you know again for for first timers you know newcomers how safe is kayaking I mean you're on the water I mean we're talking about flotation devices you you could get tipped over mm -hmm. so talk about some of those safety measures to get people into that mind frame that it's okay to do that you can learn how to do this safely yeah. uh, so from my perspective and this is just me um, and this is probably influenced quite a bit from from my time at Whitewater you know it's it's inherently dangerous yeah. right I mean that that is what it is right like. Um, that doesn't mean that the act is dangerous, but there are inherent dangers to doing that. So that's no different than driving, right? That's no different than, you know, walking on a trail. You could, you could roll your ankle or, you know, any number of different things. So, you know, my personal experience is I've, we've, we've always tried not to use the word safe because there are inherent dangers. With that being said, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that's with anything. So if you take the proper precautions, then you can minimize that risk. In the form of, yeah, wearing a PFD. And you never know. That may not be that you fall out of your boat, but it may be that, you know, especially on the Catawba River, there's other boat traffic, right? So it may not be your own doing, but there may be, you know, if a boat goes by, there may be wake. Or, you know, what if, when a boat goes by, there it, it um, exudes some wake out of it. So that could kind of, you know, rock your kayak a little bit. Or, you know, there's wildlife interactions, whatever that may be. So... Um, there's always some inherent danger, but again, with that being said, if, if you can kind of find yourself to get into a, you know, an intro to kayak clinic, you can learn how to, uh, you know, minimize some of that risk. You can understand what to do if you do see a boat coming through. Um, you can understand what to do if there is bad weather that rolls in or, you know, any number of things like that. So, 
Um, yeah, there's inherent danger to it, but that doesn't mean that the act itself is dangerous. And, and obviously understanding some of the things you can do to minimize that risk is, you know, I, I think that's part of the responsibility of that, of that active participant, right? I mean, it, it's not a ride. It's right. not, <laughs> we're not going to Carowinds and saying, hey, keep your arms and legs in at all times, right? That's not it. You need to be an active participant in it. And, and part of that is kind of understanding, you know, some situational awareness. Um, nobody, you don't need to be an expert. Right. It's not to scare anybody away, but that is to say, hey, understand what you're getting into and just put a little bit of, a little bit of homework in it to, to set yourself up for success. Gotcha. Yeah, and by going through, you know, uh, any of the outfitters or um, park services or, or the Riverkeeper, we keep an eye on all that stuff, right? So, right. you know, most places won't put you on the water if there is any um, elevated, like, water or any, you know, bad weather coming through. So, you know, by, by going through a service that, you know, they're, they're keeping their eyes on all that stuff before mm-hmm. you even get on. And they're obviously monitoring, you know, your experience while mm-hmm. you're out there. So, okay. they've yeah. got the, they typically have systems in place yep. to kind of mitigate some of that risk mm-hmm. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So out, so, so kayaking seems to be one of the big things. What are other activities people can get involved in? On the river. Open water swimming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, Riverkeeper, actually, we have a what's called a swim guide. So I forget the exact number. But I think it's testing 55 some sites uh-huh. or so yeah. all throughout the, the kind of the summer months of uh, 55 sites that are all kind of in popular swimming areas. Okay. Right. So different beach areas, Ramsey Creek Beach, mm-hmm. um, all those kind of different hot spots where people would typically go recreate yeah. in the water. Right. So that is a um, that's a weekly uh, sampling that happens throughout the summer months. With a report comes every Thursday, I believe. So you can kind of plan for the weekend and say, hey, yeah, is it is there higher levels of bacteria in the area where we're potentially going to go swimming this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's, you know, stand-up paddle boarding. Kayaking is a big one. Obviously there's fishing. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to interact with, uh, you know, with the river in a recreational setting. And so... Um, I actually just, I just bought a, bought a damaged stand-up paddleboard from REI the other day. So I need to fix that up, but I'm pretty excited to take that out. Okay. Uh, so that'll be another opportunity to, to experience the river in a slightly different way. So depends on what people are looking for, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, um, at the Riverkeeper starting in May, we'll actually uh, partner with Anchored Soul, um, and the, the woman's name is Heidi, and she offers stand-up paddleboarding basics, as well as like a fitness class on your board, um, and so we'll be offering that monthly, um, May through September, um, so that's another way to kind of get involved. I know the Whitewater Center off- also offers some um, introductory uh, classes on, on stand-up paddleboarding. You know, canoeing is also an activity. Mm-hmm. That you know has 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 been a um, like historically a yeah yeah and so I've only been canoeing a, a couple of times once on the New River and through through North Carolina but um, th- that is something that you know a, a number of outfitters in the area offer as well but you know and in, in a canoe you know you're kind of more um, you're you're elevated up in the water you're kind of a, in in a safe you know. Um, open water vessel, um, and you can have you know a couple of other people join you, and so that's another um, experience that is I quite kinda, fun. I kind of see canoeing as like the jumbo jet of kayak. Yeah. Right? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. like you're not in this little yeah. itty bitty fighter plane uh-huh. versus being in the in the jumbo jet. And yeah. I, I think I, I like the canoe aspect. It's yeah. a little more casual approach. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, for you know, I've I've got two young kids, and so tandem kayaks are obviously a good option mm-hmm. too. If if you know if there's parents out there that want to maybe get their, their youngsters out um, that maybe not, they're not ready to be on their own, mm-hmm. you know, kayak yet. Um, but tandem kayaks are a great option where basically it's, you know, a two person kayak where the, 
um, you know, the younger kind of usually sits in the front. So that's a good way to um, maybe expose your, your kids or to younger kids to, to that, to that experience, um, without having to worry about them floating off on their own. You can kind of have a little bit more control of of where you're going and what you're doing. So, you know, hot summer day, you've got people in town. What, what, what would you, where would you take them to experience the Catawba River? I mean, you know, I might be biased here, but I definitely check out the Catawba Riverkeeper and see what, and see what's available as far as like, um, there's rentals, so you know we. While there are you know g- programs that are on specific days, spe- specific times and locations, you know rentals kind of give you that freedom um, of, of of when you want to get on the river with your friends or, or family. And so um, that'd probably be the first place I go to. Um, another one is the Whitewater Center, just because they have a plethora of activities that that you can get involved in, and there's something for everyone always. So yeah, I think two for me is um, anything along the South Fork River. Um, and again, that's the largest tributary of the Catawba River. That's, again, what Vanessa said, goes from South Mountain State Park down to um, where it meets the Catawba River in uh, Lake Wiley. But there's, there's just so many cool little spots. Like Cramerton pops to my mind. That's this really cool little town in Gaston County mm-hmm. that the river flows straight through downtown uh, Cramerton. You can literally, they have, they have kayak launches all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you can put in and take out wherever you want. And there's literally... There's ice cream, there's coffee, there's beer, there's food, there's within, you know, walking, easy, 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 100-foot walking distance of some of those um, some of those kayak launches. There's a big park right there. Kids can go out and play. So the South Fork River has a lot of cool options uh, for people. Again, if, if the question is, hey, friends are in town, where do you want to go? That's a great option. Uh, downtown Cramerton is phenomenal. Um, the other thing, too, I is... That, um, I think this is the only place you'll hear that, downtown Cramerton. Yeah. It's the place well, to go. It, it's <laughs> kind of cool. I'm, I'm probably biased as, as well, but it's, it's cool because it's a true, like, river town okay. where, the, where the river flows directly through, you know, Main Street downtown. Um, the other one is, um, is uh, tubing south of the Fort Mill Dam, yeah. uh, which is obviously a good option. That's a bit more, again, casual, where it's more of a... You know, you're not you're not paddling as much on your own. You're just kind of going with the flow. But that's a great option. Put in, um, you know, most people put in right just below the south or the uh, Fort Mill Dam, and um, flow down to down by the uh, the pump house in the Riverwalk area yeah. in South Carolina. Wow! So that's a cool stretch, and I forget the exact mileage of that, but it's four or five, maybe six miles or so. Um, and again, great opportunity for um, you know to spend an afternoon. Uh, would certainly put the Put the suntan lotion on and, and make sure you got a bottle of water with you, a reusable uh, bottle of water, because uh, it can get a little hot if you're out there in the summer cooking under the sun for a few hours on the trip down there. But that's another cool experience that another way you can experience the river throughout the region. And, and we've talked about, um, we've, you've mentioned rental prices. What are some of the average rental prices, I guess, for kayaks, for canoes, things like that, some, some of these activities? Yeah, they can vary anywhere between, you know, 20 and $50, um, depending on the the type of boat and also the length of time you're, you plan to be on the water for a, a basic rental without any kind of guide or, or program that's associated with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know at, at the Riverkeeper, um, we rent kayaks for $25 for you know anywhere between an hour to a two and a half hour experience on the water. And, and what, how far can you get in an hour? What can you do, like in an hour, what can, you know, where can I get to? Yeah, yeah, so uh, my favorite uh, rental space or area is in McAdenville. So you can launch um, downtown McAdenville. 
there's a launch there uh, that's adjacent to the Mechanville Greenway, and you can rent a, a kayak there, a, a single sit on top or a tandem, um, and float down for you know an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half to, to Cramerton at Goat Island, which Adam was just talking about, um, and then take out there, and we provide a shuttle back to your car to the no mechanical way. launch. Yeah, so you can, you know, enjoy. So you don't have to paddle all the way back up. No, we do <laughs> You not can if you want. Yeah, if you're yeah, having a really good, if yeah. you're feeling spirited, yeah, then yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, but it also allows you to to enjoy downtown Cramerton. Mm-hmm. Um, the place and, to be. Yeah, the place the, to be the with all the amenities. Yeah, yeah, get your ice cream, get your lunch. Yeah. I gotta head out there after this. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, and I think that's information most people don't know. That you know, you can float on down, mm-hmm. get out, mm-hmm. get shuttled back after having a good time mm-hmm. in Kramerson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's one of the things that if you know if people are trying to figure out how they want to experience it, that that's one of the things that to, to kind of think about. Say, hey, do I want to do a self guided thing where I'm literally launching, uh, you know, starting and finishing at the same location? Or do I want to do kind of a, what's called a downriver experience, which is kind of what Vanessa um, mentioned there, where, hey, starting at point A upstream and ending at point B downstream. A lot of people do that on their own. Mm-hmm. If they do that on their own, they have to what's called set their own shuttle, which means you basically need to, before you get on the water, you have to drop a car at the end Gosh. and then drive back up and, and you know get yourself back to the top. So you almost have to have two different vehicles. Um, so that's called setting your own shuttle or there's op- options out there, like Vanessa said, with, um, you know, that slow flow kayaking experience where we take all that guesswork out of it. You don't have to worry about dropping a car or you don't have to worry about, you know, getting your gear and loading it back up on the car to drive say, it back to the top. How do you get the, the boat back? Yeah, how yeah. does the kayak get back? Exactly. We do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep, y'all just enjoy the water. So that's just kind of one of those things to think about. It's the same kind of thing with if you're doing the float, the tube float mm-hmm. down in the south, um, or I keep saying that, south of uh, Fort Mill Dam is, okay, well, how do we set up you know we have to have a vehicle down there to get ourselves back up to the top and so that's just another logistical thing to think about um there are options out there if you don't want to have to worry about that you know they can make it a little bit easier so kind of depends so that's just kind of all part of that experience that you want to have gotcha Another experience I, I really like, and you know, I think it's very accessible even for first timers, is um, the section on the South Fork River between Spencer Mountain and McAdamville. So just north of Cramerton, uh, there is a five and a half mile section of water that can have class one, class two rapids, um, but at least for for the riverkeeper, we take folks out, you know, that. Uh, doesn't present more than class one rapids. Um, And that comes, you know, that includes not only shuttle service that we're talking about, but also two whitewater kayakers um, as guides um, through that experience. And so that's about a two and a half hour. So if you want to, you know, experience a a little bit more um, excitement in a, you know, somewhat controlled, still inherently dangerous, you know, uh, environment, uh, that's another option for you too. But it's, it's very doable for first timers. Uh, and so I, I would, I, I hate to assume, but I would think summer months, you know, probably the most, probably the busiest time, um, those warm mm-hmm. weekends, you know, June, July, August. Pro tips on how to navigate, you know, the scheduling. What's what are some of the best days to get out there? Best times, you know, when you're not competing yeah. with with the populace. So, and that's a big one. So, um, and you see it all the time, like, hey, let's go out to the lake, right? That's boat traffic, right? So, as a, if you're wanting to kayak, you obviously. Are, are probably more interested in not interacting too much with the motorboats. So, um, so on the on the South Fork, or I'm, I'm sorry, on the Catawba River, kind of below Lake Norman and through, um, really to kind of like 
Belmont. Once you start getting down into Lake White a little bit more, there's more boat traffic, but we're really fortunate to not have a ton of it all on that kind of mountain island lake section, mm-hmm. which is really south of, of Lake um, Wiley or south of Lake Norman and really kind of in that northern section of Lake Wiley. Once you start to get a little further down there, where at Buster Boyd Bridge, um, where South Tryon crosses in South Carolina, there's a, there's some more boat traffic down there. So, um, but we're really kind of fortunate to not have a, a ton of it. The other thing you can kind of look at too is the release schedules of Duke, mm-hmm. right? So again, if if they're really, you know, and that's a pretty complex um, process that they follow, right? Whether it's you know how much power are people using, what's the predicted rainfall that's coming into the area over the next, you know, three or four days, mm-hmm. right? They're really kind of, it's almost like a big lock system that okay. Duke Energy really kind of manages. And so that's all a water management from a volume standpoint. So that can really impact your experience too. If, if for some reason Duke is releasing a ton of water, um, that current can get going pretty, pretty quickly. And so if you're in a situation where you're going out to say, hey, let's go out to the Whitewater Center. Well, again, their, their setup is you have to start and finish at the same location. So if you're going downriver, obviously you have to come back up river. And so if there's some pretty significant current, that's just something to kind of think about to make sure you can get back to the, you know, <laughs> back to where you started so you don't end up down in like yeah, Wiley. Yeah, and most of those releases happen on the weekend because they do want to provide uh, recreational opportunities for, for paddling. And so that's normally, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I know as far as, you know, the South Fork really – any time on, on Saturday or Sunday is when most of the services are offered with various outfitters. Um, and so, you know, in the hot summer months, the, the morning time is, is wonderful because then you can enjoy, you know, lunch or, you know, another activity or get on with your day afterwards. But that, that morning time frame is pretty nice. It's also really nice because that's usually when, you know, the majority of the wildlife is, mm-hmm. is you know, up and, and making sounds and, and moving about. So, you know, you're very likely to see, you know, a blue heron fly by or an osprey or, or see, you know, a little family of turtles sitting on a log a, a, as you paddle by. And so I would say, you know, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings are great. Um, obviously, as it gets, you know, um, hotter throughout the day and into the afternoon, um, you know, there's, there's less wildlife movement. Um, but there are probably more people that are going to be on the water. So if you want that Disney Jungle Cruise yeah. moment, you got to get out there pretty early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dawn, the Dawn Patrol, that's right. the move right yep. there. Get up early, enjoy it, and then and then move on with yeah. the day. Also, a nice little sunset paddle is always enjoyable, too. Ah, mm-hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, there are, again, a number of places that will continue to offer rentals or experiences, you know, into the early evening, um, and that's always nice, especially if you do a, a flat water experience, um, and then you can enjoy dinner and drinks afterwards. Um, so, uh, at, at least at the Catawba Riverkeeper, we, um, we, all, we offer guided um, date night tours, mm. and so, you know, those are, you know, little bring your friend, bring your significant other, what have you, and, and get on the water just before sunset. And, you know, as, as it's getting dark and enjoy the rest of the evening, however you like. And that's, 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 a, that's, yeah. a, that's dinner in Cramerton. I yeah. keep talking about yeah. but that's in yeah. Cramerton as well. Exactly. <laughs> Addenville, Cramerton. Yeah. I mean, we're hearing yeah. about all, any other hidden gems out there that people don't know about. I mean, you know, everyone thinks about Charlotte and, and surrounding, but it sounds like we've got a lot of great small towns that the Catawba is hitting. And so any, any other small gems that people don't know about? There's two that pop into my mind. One is um, uh, currently available only within certain time limits throughout the year. So you have to kind of spot check it. But um, 
down in um, down in South Carolina, the spider lilies, mm-hmm. which well, I forget what's the park. Lansford Canal State Lansford Park. Lansford Canal State yeah. Park. Yeah, it's the yeah. largest population of this type of plant in the world, I believe, and it's in bloom um, kind of only within a couple of weeks in the springtime. So tons of people go down there and do tours of this the, the tours of the spider lilies. It's a really cool section of the river that water's kind of trickling over all kinds of rocks and little. Mm-hmm. Uh, little patches of these spider lilies. So that's a really, really cool section, again, down at Lansford Canal yeah. State Park. Yep, and it's only about a mile long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can get in the water, you know, and out pretty quickly. And it's it's pretty unique because every night it has a new bloom. And so you can um, paddle around this small island and then go through the, the spider lily shoals um, and be, you know, within the the vegetation for the majority of the experience. Um, and so that happens the last two weeks of May and the first two weeks in June is when they bloom. Yeah, cool. Yeah. The other one that's coming online too, and I don't know all the details of this, but at um, in Great Falls, South Carolina, that's another um, – Certainly another section along the uh, along the Catawba River, but they are revitalizing. In partnership with Duke, um, there's an effort to revitalize that area and bring um, some recreational whitewater kayaking um, options down there as well. So um, a, a lot of the same style of paddling that you would see at the Whitewater Center within the Man-Made River, where you have more of the class. I don't know what the, what the rankings will be or the classifications will be for those, but that'll be another kind of a whitewater um, option down there on the natural river, which is um, certainly unique to the Charlotte area. That's not that's not current right now, um, but that's a, um, a project that's being worked on down there as well to kind of revitalize some of that, you know, some of that river corridor in, in Great Falls, South Carolina. So that'll be a pretty exciting project coming up. Mm-hmm. Cool. So as we get ready to wrap up, um, give everyone, you know, one of those pro tips that you might have, how they can get involved um, and how they can really enjoy, you know, what is that insider advice that you'd give someone? I, so I think there's, a, again, a lot of options out there. I think it's just find your progression, right? So like my recommendation would be find an outfitter that can give you some intro information that kind of explains you a little bit of what's going on. Just try a flat water, flat water kayaking for the first time, just same launch point and exit point. Just kind of get a feel for it, understand, you know, how to move a boat a little bit, see if you like it. Um, and then you can graduate up. So again, at Riverkeep, we've tried to kind of, you know, make it a progression. We say, hey, cool, I just want to go out and do a, a little short paddle on my own just to get a feel for it. Cool, that was fun. Maybe I want a little bit more. Well, cool, well, now let's tell you about this slow flow option where it's a downriver experience to where you can kind of get a little bit of current with you. We'll handle the shuttle. We'll handle all the gear. We'll handle all that stuff. If you like that, well, then great. There's this, you know, half-day guided tour experience where you have a little bit more. There's some rocky shoals maybe some class one, maybe some class two, and oh, now you have a guide, and you, you can kind of graduate to to different levels of experience. And then, you know, again, the Whitewater's doing the same thing, um, you know, within their Whitewater channels. They have, you know, they're doing kayak lessons for Whitewater kayaking, and you can graduate up to different levels. You know, there's that, that's the cool thing about Whitewater Center is there's literally first-time kayakers all mm-hmm. up to Olympic athletes, and they can all utilize that facility. So point is, if you want to do some, you know, if you want to do some whitewater kayaking, well, then there's great options and progressions for you at a place like the Whitewater Center. If you want to get into flatwater kayaking, then there's great options for you within the Riverkeeper. Um, and if you just want to just literally just say, I, I just want to go out and just, I'm not looking for progression. I just want to go out and have fun with my friends. Um, then there's tons of options everywhere in between for that as well. So it's really just um, kind of figuring out 
what you want to do, like what experience you want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, we're fortunate to have all those available to us, you know, certainly right within the immediate Charlotte core. Um, but there's also many options, you know, kind of once we start to get a little bit further out of, out of Charlotte as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I personally really enjoy like a curated program uh, for, for me. You know, I always want to learn something about the area I'm in. So um, like Adam said, you know, um, th- think about what you're interested in, and then you can seek out these these various places like the Whitewater Center or the Riverkeeper or another outfitter that may offer certain programs, whether that be, you know, an eco-tour where it's more nature-based or a history tour um, or a date night experience. Yeah. Um, I, just so you, you know, not only get the experience of the activity of, of paddling, but you also get, you know, some information um, of, of, about the area and maybe learn a few new things about, you know, this community in this region. So thank you. So I'm quite sure people will have a ton of questions after this. So let everyone know where they can find you, um, some contact information in case they want to reach out and, and get involved. Yeah, well, you can find me um, at CatawbaRiverKeeper.org. My emails. Vanessa.c at CatawbaRiverkeeper.org. Um, and, you know, I'm in the office 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and I'm <laughs> on the water on the weekends. So, yeah, let's go uh, paddling. Yeah, and uh, Human Powered Movement is on Instagram. It's at Human Powered Movement. Um, that's the easiest way uh, to get a hold of us, and, and we're happy to kind of share some information on, on that platform as well. So thank you both. And, and as we close, we want to thank Arthur Carolina, Uh, Queen City Nerve for having this podcast, which I think has been amazing. Um, So we hope that you all have had an amazing time listening to all three episodes. Um, And if you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to episode one, episode two, and make sure that episode three ties it all together and learning how to recreate on the Catawba River. So thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We'll see you on the water. Yeah, for the water. In a canoe.